to the Pierce Mind Podcast. My name is Matt Pierce. I am your host. Thank you for showing up tonight to give us a listen. Before we get started, I'm going to ask you to hit that subscribe button, like us, share us, and obviously give us a five-star rating because honestly this show is freaking awesome. So we got an interesting day today um, as I'm still like trying to catch my breath from finding out on Thursday that essentially they are giving up on me here. Um, and there was some rumors swirling around. Definitely some rumors saying that I violated some policy. There's a rumor that um, the location of Matt simply doesn't want me here. Um, I don't necessarily they don't want me here, and I know I didn't violate a policy, but I can tell you there's something sus about why they're telling me they are giving up on me. Um, I don't necessarily believe the story they told me, but at the end of the day, they have really dug in, and they're not changing their mind, so I'm stuck with their decision. They are, from what they tell me, looking for a place for me to do PHP, in, um, you know, in the Buckeye State, I believe, closer to home, so I can quote unquote get a uh, medical team together for my issues. Because as we all know, my my uh, health is uh, failing me. My liver's gone, and uh, so they think that I'd be better off having uh, medical care on call all the time or someone close to me all the time. I don't really necessarily agree with that, but again, heels are dug in on their side, so I am stuck with their decision, and that's okay. Um, Got a couple more weeks here to learn, I guess, what I can learn, but I'm scared of what's next. I do not do well with the unknown and not knowing where I'm going, what I'm doing, what it's going to look like, how it's going to change um all that scares the shit out of me so uh i am in a weird place right now i have this pit in my stomach that won't go away i have this weight on my shoulders that just feels i mean like it's holding me down when i try to stand up and i don't know how to deal with that just kind of taking it moment by moment. I am glad that I am on uh, what's called independent afternoon. So I kind of get to do my own thing in the afternoon. And that's nice. Um, allows me to go up and watch some TV. Practice some coding. I've been trying to really learn how to code on Khan Academy. So, you know, lets me practice that. Let's me um, just distract myself uh with mindlessness which always isn't great but i think right now it's a good thing um honestly i don't think i ever knew what rock bottom was uh until thursday (laughs) um just to have someone quit on you after they gave you you know after they said they would let you go back to php um, and then to have them just do a U-turn out of nowhere, um, definitely bringing up a lot of trust issues with, uh, my therapist. Not sure how I'm supposed to open up to somebody who I absolutely do not trust now. 
um, the way that um, she, you know, kind of sideswiped me out of left field about, you know, with the whole meeting thing. Um, it's, it's been hard to get over. And I need to, you know, talk to some people about how I can move forward because I do want to get the most out of these next couple of weeks. I also currently have zero trust for this person, so I don't know how or what that looks like. Um, you know, I'm super okay with my dietitian. Um, I feel like she also kind of, I think, is upset that I'm getting cut off, and I feel like she does have sympathy and empathy for me. Um... My therapist, on the other hand, I really just don't have those feelings. So, we'll see what this week brings. I think it's important that I do find a way to move forward and push on. Because at the end of the day, that's the only way I'm going to get any value out of any of this, right? So, we will see what happens, I guess. Sit here playing some cards and because it, again, is a distraction. So, I'm playing some cards online. Um, it's all kind of crazy right now, folks. I just kind of don't know where I'm at. And I'm scared, I could tell you that. I'm sad because I saw the look on my wife's face when they were telling her this and that fear and sadness in her eyes and all she wants to do is help and she really can't right now because, like me, she has no idea what their plan is. Um, I'm scared because, you know, I just got this light back and now it's been shut off again. Like, I feel very hopeless and I feel like I truly have no control over my health plan because no one cares what I think. I feel like I, um... Oh, God, I don't know how to say it. I just feel... I feel like, you know, it's just another place giving up on me. Every doctor's giving up on me. Now, these people who I really thought had my back, and, you know, when they told me I was going to get to go back to PHP after stepping back up for a few weeks to get stable, um, and then to watch them turn their backs on me has been a real punch in the dick, for being honest. But I pushed forward today. I slept pretty good last night. I know I I got like I got at least six messages asking me why I didn't post a show last night or today, and um, I wanted to, but I literally couldn't breathe. Um, yesterday kind of hurt. It all kind of hit me. I think the most because I just had some time to like let it sink in, and it really just. <laughs> Did a work, did a job on me. Um, so as much as I wanted to get on here and talk to you, I was not able to really do anything. I just wanted to sleep, and I did sleep like a champ. But I've been having the strangest dreams, and I don't know if they're linked to my illness or my anxiety or both. But let me tell you, these dreams are out of control. I'm dreaming that I, um, 
that here's the weird thing. I'm dreaming that every single all my dreams are about me literally fighting for survival. Like last night's dream was I was actually younger. Um not much younger, but younger than I am now. And for whatever reason I was staying with my step grandparents down in Florida who I haven't talked to in 20 plus years. Um, I did live with them for a little bit, but when I first moved to Florida, but like I haven't talked to them. They haven't like been a part of my life in 20 plus years, 20, actually, I would say 25 years have not been a part of my life. And all of a sudden, like I have a dream where I like literally am in their house, but here's the weird thing. Like I go down in their basement and it's kind of weird because it, it, like, it's this long basement makes this house feel so huge. But, like, it goes to two grocery stores. Like, if you make a left, it goes to a Walmart. And if you make it, if you make a right, it goes to, like, some other grocery store. And, like, I wish I knew somebody who understood, like, dream symbolism. And, um, could break it down for me. Because I'm not understanding it. But, the whole time, someone's trying to kill me. Someone's trying to take me out the whole time. Then my puppies pop in. And all of a sudden my puppies are there. And I'm like, what the F? And this isn't the first time, by the way. I've, lately I've had grocery stores in my dreams. Um, Last week sometime I had a dream where... uh, I got shot or something. And... <laughs> this hospital... The first office hospital was inside a convenience store in the back but that was also a grocery store and like right next to where people were checking out was all, just happened to also be like the operating table like literally someone was scanning as I was getting operated on so I don't know if it has to do with my ED like my food intake and like something like saying oh you really fucked up but it's been so I mean the weirdest dreams like Having a house where, like, my front door is street level, but, like, the back door is, like, you know, like, two or three stories up. It just, none of it makes any sense, except for the only common theme are grocery stores and try, and people trying to murder me. I feel like that has to do, with like, that has to do something with, uh... It has to do something with, like, me fighting for my life and, you know, food has played a big part of the destruction of me, I imagine, right? Like, I'm not a dream catcher. I don't understand how this all works. I like to think I do. Um... At the end of the day, who freaking knows? It's just been tripping me out. I've been getting up like every hour, hour and a half. Haven't been sleeping outside of yesterday. Have not been sleeping. Can get comfortable. And I'm sure all that's because my stress is at like 175. <laughs> but I guess they're entertaining. Like I do wake up. Um...
like totally um wore out and like sweating and like intrigued on the dream and I know I'm jumping around and like I'm just trying to win this tournament I'm technically I'm in first place by like a lot um It's just a tournament to get me into a bigger tournament. So it's not like, you know, the biggest thing ever. Um, what else do we have going on? Sorry about the silence there. We had some interesting group today um, about, uh, I think it was called Cognitive uh, Distancing, maybe. And there's like a bunch of them. There's like six or seven of them. And uh, what I found interesting was like two really clicked with me. There was this one that was like uh, social distancing, which is what I do. Like that one clicked with me big time. Because, uh, I really, it really clicked with me because, like, I do that. Like, I socially, like, I skip things. I won't come to people's houses. Like, here's the deal. Like, I won't go to someone's house because all I'm thinking about is where's their bathroom? How's it, like, set up? Am I, like, will it, like, will I be able to sit on their toilet? I'm afraid even if I can sit on their toilet, what if I make a mess? How does that, how do I clean that up and not look terrible? Um, and I don't want to go to other people's houses and then have maybe make a mess in the bathroom because, you know, sometimes everything doesn't work as you hope it would. Um, and then, like, I'm embarrassed and then I definitely am never going back. Or what if they get upset with me? When people say they're my friend, and I know that a lot of people love me, say, ah, we wouldn't be upset, we'd figure it out. But I don't want to, like, even have to deal with that. It, like, literally shuts me down to think about even dealing with, uh, <laughs> less than someone's bathroom up. Or what if it's just not set up properly and I can't even fit? That has happened. I have people in my life who have bathrooms that I simply can't use. Um... And it sucks because if you know I me, mean, like, I love my people. Like, I love talking to people. I love uh, being around people. I love interacting. But I just, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Um, or if we're going to a restaurant, I'm, I'm going to look up the restaurant. Good. Does it have, do the seats have, uh, you know, sides, little handles. Am I going to be able to fit in the seats? Am I going to be comfortable? Is it going to be awkward? Um, so I'll make up some excuse. Oh, I'm not feeling well. Or I forgot I had something to do. Um, whatever really I can think of to get me out of the situation. Or I'll suggest another restaurant because I know that they can uh, deal with me. They can, you know, put up with that they have chairs I can fit in and all that good stuff. Um, what else do I cancel? I cancel on so many things or I just don't even show up. 
if we're going to do walking, if we're going to be walking a lot, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I can't do it. My back hurts. And then it's embarrassing when I can't walk, even if it's a flat trail. If I can't walk and everybody else can, and there's like all of a sudden everyone's got to slow down for me, or there has to be like special things for me. I hate it so bad. I can't even tell you. Um, even if I go to a poker tournament at a friend's house, you know, I'm thinking, okay, do they have chairs that aren't going to break with my weight? Because I don't want to go to somebody's house and break their chair and never be invited back for the poker tournament. You know, that's just, that's where my head goes. Um, there's like 700 things, right? That come into play. So the social distancing is definitely something that um clicked with me quite a bit and honestly i don't know i just uh, i hate it i hate not being able to be my authentic self because that's a fucked up world we live in um i'm about to lose Oh, actually, I just won. Holy shit, I'm about to win this tournament. It's not gonna be funny. It's not even gonna be funny when I win this tournament. I'm loving this. Um, what else? All the other differences. Sorry, I get excited when I'm about to win this tournament because I've been trying to win in this group for so long. And I won first place, and now I get an easy buy-in to the $100 buy-in tournament. So things are good. So now we can get back to social distancing and all the stuff we learned today. The one thing I love about these groups, though, is like... All the things I hear, it's like I'm not the only one. And with all of the, like, range of behaviors that are in the eating disorder world, uh, it's nice to know that, like, it's not just big people like myself that have these issues. It's every size of person there is has these concerns. Or, hey, what are they serving? You know, is that going to be something that triggers a binge? I don't know. It's pretty interesting to me. And then this other one that really clicked with me was called uh, uh, Toxic Positivity. And basically that's like, it's me to a core, right? Um, it's where like, you kind of like fake it. Like you just got all this, you're using all this positivity so you don't have to feel the negative emotions. And I use that all the time. Like, especially if you see me walking around here, I'm always like, anyone asks me how I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I'm phenomenal. Or I try to stay up a high attitude. I try to care about what other people are doing and how they're doing. I try to support other people. I try to be there for other people. And, you know, I try to keep things funny and light because uh, I just want people to put out the perception that I'm super happy and I'm in a good mood. You know, people, you know, maybe ask me, you know, how's your day going? And I was just like, oh, I'm just living my best life. But honestly, deep down inside, I am fucking broken. 
I am rock bottom destroyed. And I'm walking around with a smile on my face and telling everybody everything's great. And telling the people who are having a rough time, hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. I got you. Let me know if you need to talk. Now, most people probably aren't going to talk to me because, well, they're mostly females. And I'm guessing they don't um, feel comfortable talking to this old man. But some of them do. And we have some good conversations. And I want to be there to support them. But... Um, no one, and they try to support me. Like when they know, think I'm down, like they'll ask me, but I just keep pushing. No, I'm good, living my best life. Um, because I can't handle if I start going into like it's a shit day, it's a bad day, I will just like open wide up and I will just like you know, negative, like stress vomit all over them. Um, with all the bad shit I'm feeling, um, and I guess, like, I don't think anyone should have to hear my problems, (laughs) it's almost like I don't deserve to be heard, even though I know otherwise, I know I deserve to be heard, I know I deserve to take up space, I deserve treatment, I deserve recovery, but I don't really feel that way most days, um, you know, and I learned that that toxic positivity is also a reason sometimes maybe I have a hard time engaging in conversations because I feel like I have to like work really hard to be positive and stuff in, in conversation. So it's a lot of work. So I zone out easily and, and then I have to pretend like I wasn't zoning out. Uh, Yeah, it, today was interesting. I think I learned a lot about myself. Things I know I did, like the social, but the positive, tox, toxic positivity, I honestly didn't know that about myself. But as soon as they said it, guess what? I was like, ding, 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 that's me. Even in, like, the real world, like, if you know me, you know, like, I always say, like, I try to start at phenomenal because I know the day is going to go down. And if I can find a way just to land it okay, that's a, that's a huge victory for me. It's mostly bullshit because I really start off at, like, terrible and it goes down. And then I'm like, I do this picture today about how I feel. Um, maybe I'll link it to this podcast, but it's this picture I drew of me like standing over my grave and the headstone reads you know R.I.P. Matt Pierce 4-9-1979 to soon and I'm looking at this like this black opening where my grave's been dug and I look sad and I think that's just how I feel so much right now that I'm just I'm not dying tomorrow. We all know that, right? Probably, you know, not in the next week or month. But it's coming, and I'm on the fast track. And I think about it nonstop. I think about, you know, how it, how it's going to affect me. Um, things I have to think about, like how I'm leaving Kim. Or even, like, I was, you know, responsible for taking care of, you know, I'm responsible for taking care of, 
of my mom's stuff when she passed, you know, because she trusted me with that. And I don't think I'm going to outlive her. I don't feel that way. And so I'm thinking like, okay, who can I put in charge of that, that I trust? Like, so even when I'm sick and I don't feel good, I feel like a lot of my um, energy does have to go on to making sure other people are going to be set up okay. Um, which is weird and not comfortable. But like, I want Kim to be set up right. I want to make sure she's in the best situation she can be. I want to make sure my mom's taken care of if I do outlive her. I want so badly, you know, to re-engage with my daughter. Um, oh, that's another good one. So I text, I text my ex-wife. And I wish I had it. Because I text my ex-wife. I literally said, here, let me read it to you. If I could find it. Um, sorry, it's gonna take me a second. Was not prayer. Did I delete it because it was too sad? I might have deleted it because I could dang it. Because it was just like one of the meanest things anyone said to me. I mean, like ever. Let's see. Yeah, I think I deleted it. All right, well, I can tell you just basically what I said. I literally texted her and said, listen, I'm here on bended knee. Like, a lot of shit's passed between us. You're sick. I know you got your thing going on. But I, like, I'm getting, like, I'm in bad, like, I'm my liver's dead. And it doesn't look good that I'm going to get it on the transplant list. I'm definitely not going to be able to... <sighs> get a donor because you can't have a donor if you can't get on the transplant list um like even like someone can't um step up and say hey I want to give you my liver because I'm not transplant eligible so I'm like hey you know I'm not feeling good about things I need your help I need you to be that bridge builder and I'm paraphrasing here and I was like as kind as I could be because I do I do respect her even though she hates my guts and I approached it the best way I could. And she literally told me basically to fuck off. And she's like, oh, you've told me you've, this is the, like, you've told me like five times the last year that you were dying. And I was like, I was like, I try to tell you, yeah, I'm trying to tell you every time that my liver is going to need replaced. And I would like to, you know, have a relationship with my daughter you know, before something bad happens and she's not having it. I know she's got her own health thing, which is probably making her angry and scared because I'm angry and scared about my stuff. So I imagine, but God, like, how do you hold on to that much hate for so long? I just don't get it. And so it makes me feel so lucky that I have... Kim in my life and cause the way she loves me and the way like she looks at me with love like even when she's mad at me she has love like her eyes have love in them she may not want to talk to me hell she might not even want to sleep in the room with me 
but I guarantee you if something went south, she's the first person who would come to help me. It might tell me, don't say anything, you know, but this, or I don't want to hear your mouth. Or I don't even think she would say that because she's such a fucking caring woman. Like, when you talk about hitting a home run, I just don't even know how I did it. Like, honestly, like, if I think back, like, we literally were just supposed to be a hookup. And then we started talking and getting to know each other. And then finally we meet. And I'm not going to lie. I know it's hard to, like, think of, like, love at first sight. But I'm telling you, that I couldn't, I didn't know it then. But as I look back, like, I almost knew immediately that that like, oh, shit, this woman's going to, like, change my life. And did she ever? Did she rape me the first night we were together? <sighs> Absolutely. I kept, took total advantage of me. And I kept being, like, we went down. And I was like, oh, let's watch some TV. And she's, like, all over me. I mean, she just, whew, she came on heavy. And then she was, like, she's, like, you know. Very aggressive. It would not be accepted. She would be canceled today. And then, you know, after I recovered from that, um, forceful love. <laughs> She's going to kill me. But no, seriously, like, I knew, like, I think we even talked, we talked that whole night. And I don't know that we've really been apart since. Not for any real time, except for, I guess that's a lie, because it's like, you know, moving to Ohio and then me being in treatment, but like, in the real world, we've just always been together since, and I don't know that I could, oh, I've just never loved a human like this. When she cries, my heart breaks. When she smiles, my heart just warms up. She is... My favorite human, by far. Um, there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. Because I know there's nothing she wouldn't do for me. Like, I guarantee you, she is looking for a place for me right now. Um, and she's reading up on this disease so she can help take care of me when it's necessary. And by the way, you should never read up on a disease that you don't... It's a bad plan. Because I found out this is a real ugly and painful way to go. Um, but she's reading up on all that. She's getting all the information she can. Um, as much as it breaks my heart that she has to go through this kind of again. Different circumstance, but still, like, she's going to at some point probably have to be my caregiver. And she does it with so much love. And it's not even like. I don't even think she thinks about it. Like, in the sense, like, I just think it's like, inst her love is so strong that she just does it. And I'm like, how the fuck do I deserve this? I am literally a royal piece of shit. Okay, not anymore. But most, a lot of my life before, we'll call it um, BK, before Kim. Before Kim, I was a literal piece of shit. I did not deserve the love of this woman. She is empathetic. She is big-hearted and loving and caring. And she's everything you could ever ask for in a partner. And I know that I don't always live up to being the same. 
I swear I would take a bullet for her in an instant. There's nothing I wouldn't do for her. My love for her is so intense. She is my best friend. And honey, I know you're listening to this, so I should just tell you I love you so much. And I'm so sorry that I've put you through this. And that our time might not be as long as either of us want. I'm always praying for a miracle. I'm always hoping for some kind of like divine intervention because I want to spend the next 50 years loving you. I've never been happier with somebody. I've told you a million times you are my favorite person to laugh with. You don't judge me for my faults. You see this like version of me that I don't even (laughs) believe exists most days. And I just, I thank you. And I love you. And I can't wait to have you in my arms. And spend time with you. And I think that's a good place to end it for tonight. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Like, follow, shoot that five-star rating. And honestly, if you have someone in your life that you really care about, get some extra hugs in, because you never know when shit's going to go south, when one of you is going to get sick, and things are going to be tough, because one of you has to be a caregiver, maybe more than that romantic role, and that sucks. But just, if you don't have to do that yet, please just... Wrap each other in, you know, wrap yourself in each other's arms. Love each other. And just enjoy whatever time you have. Because I'm telling you, when you know it's, when shit goes south, and, you're, and you realize that you don't have a lot of time left, it'll be a rough day. Alright, until next time, see you later.